listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm sitting on C H R O M E, sipping brass monkey. Digger got the Remy. Mar and I'm star in the field like I wanna hit the strip club and I think that I'm gonna see my nigga Jose. Mira, que pasa? We going to the spot. Need a rod? I gotcha. So come in, come on in, come on in. It's like fire when you see the chrome spin. I paid the valet. I stepped to the stage. I think I wanna play with the girl in the cage. Lap dance, lap dance, lap dance. Baby, look, I got come all in my pants. I just checked my wallet. No more dough. I just paid your rent and now I gotta go. She did me, she did me till I was done. Smooth like ballet. Walked outside. They said they ain't got no ballet. Somebody caught me slipping, dipped with my ride, but we gonna catch their ass on the B side. Hey, welcome to the Black Gal Tips podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. I never realized that verse for Master Ace was all about getting jerked. Jesus, what a horrible night. <laughs> And then got his car stole, lost all his money to the strip club. I mean, Jose ain't got no ride back. This nigga done gave Jose a ride. Well, how Jose getting back? Damn. <laughs> Everything went wrong. Jesus. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, welcome to the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic Search. The Blackout Tips. Leave us five star reviews. We appreciate everybody takes the time out to uh do that the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball a bullet ball extreme okay uh today's podcast is sponsored is sponsored by a sexy little sponsor called adam and eve okay just read this copy without no company we are trying so hard to get over you mm-hmm. but you can't get over you. just simply can't impossible you won't be able to get over this deal either you sure won't adam and eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom and they're backing up that promise check this out go to adamandeve.com and you get 50 percent off of just about any item when you enter offer code tbgwt at checkout that's a good deal by itself but also now back by popular demand is the big o kit everybody loves the big o okay the o is short for orgasm everybody should know that uh it's trying to help you get off by giving you the big o kit which comes with climax gel and a mini vibrator so now you got a new way to get off and in addition to that you also get your entire order sent to you for free the free 99 so hurry up and take advantage of this limited offer you can choose a new adult toy a naughty movie or almost anything else when you choose that one item at 50 percent off you'll get free shipping plus the big o kit which includes climax gel mini vibrator and you won't find that deal anywhere else put in code tbgwt at checkout and get your deal get hooked up that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com what it's gonna be like is it a dream open up that box yes! um <laughs> that's the music you're gonna hear yep all kinds of news is going on i don't even know where to start guys can i do some random thoughts why don't we have karen do some random thoughts is what i was thinking go ahead karen break it down okay it's two and they really show it well i have a lot of them so okay, go ahead. okay so i'll go first uh my first uh random thought is uh you know you got me them uh yoga pants i did that's correct at target yes 
very expensive and i'm gonna tell you one thing they was worth every motherfucking dime mm-hmm. i love them pants because most of the time quote-unquote yoga pants come to your kneecap your upper, you know what i mean the upper part of your leg but and that's probably why they were more expensive these are like the full length of your leg mm-hmm. and then uh the way it is they actually are longer than than regular yoga pants and i had a good time in yoga class because i got to squat and stretch and the way the pants is they they almost cover up not your whole body but but like above your waistline so they actually fit really good honey i was bending and squatting and down with dogging and all that shit and i ain't have to worry about nobody seeing the crack of my ass and shit like that you know because a lot of times uh yoga pants depend on how they're made you think you good until you actually get in the class and you start downward dogging and getting out on fours and chumarumbling and all that other bullshit. And you be like, oh shit. You know, that's why sometimes you have to be sure your shirt is extra. I'm talking from a woman's perspective. Be sure your shirt is extra long or whatever to kind of cover those things. Sometimes you don't realize that people can see your underwear and your drawers and shit like that. And so I realized that with this, I could actually just, ha- just work out and not actually worry about flashing nobody by accident. Cause you know, I've seen other people do that to me, and I know that they don't even realize it. Nothing like that, you know. And and yoga is not trying. It's very intimate. For those of you who haven't done yoga, it's very intimate. A lot of times, depending on how your yoga class go, most of the time they keep the lights dim. Um, for most yoga classes, they keep really uh, mellow music happening uh in yoga classes but yeah when you bending and squatting and and doing warrior one warrior two warrior three and all that other bullshit uh 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 stretching and shit it actually is is really good you know but uh it's one of those things from from my perspective i was like i love these pants it's the first time i actually felt completely and utterly comfortable i mean i've always felt comfortable you doing yoga but like comfortable from that perspective you know people have sports bras and stuff like that so you know of course you know you moving around your shirt going you might fling up you know you might see a you know a titty or two in your face it's men to take the class too so i'm trying to shout out to the men men if you you know want to want to watch women be comfortable in their own atmosphere they don't care nothing about you looking as long as you're participating in the class now if you at the door staring they're gonna tell you to get the fuck away but um yeah it's funny how that works because like i was thinking about this today how uh you know every women know they got a big butt before they leave the house and everything come on every woman that got a big butt always owns articles of clothing that the only design of the clothing is really to cover their ass you know like it'd be 90 degrees out on a hot summer day but you gotta walk to jersey mike so you gotta put on a fucking sweater over your ass uh even though everybody know you got a big butt everybody can see it you know quote unquote but it's something about it where it's just you know men are that fucking thirsty acting and say wild shit to people and I, i'm sure it's not a huge mitigating factor but i was thinking about the psychology of that today like how um you know i as a man i never would have to worry about something like that you know it's not like oh let me uh put a fanny pack over my dick print you know like you never as a dude you never have those that's not even a consideration of any article of clothing i've ever bought was like oh man in case somebody's gonna be looking at my ass or something i better get a backpack or some shit you know but Mm -hmm. women 
uh like that that shit could be its own store probably yeah and and that's why i know for uh, uh a lot of women they particularly if they have bigger or, or wider at the bottom a lot of them have tendency to, to wear longer shirts too that actually kind of cover yeah, up and, and i'm talking about also like just sweaters right uh shawls big ass scarves <laughs> yes. and shit you know uh there's like all kinds of women they go to the office and they put that shit on you know it's like and uh somebody was uh twitter was like yeah people gonna know you got a big butt either way or whatever and i was like i know i'm not suggesting that you're hiding it or that it's working quote unquote uh but i i think it's kind of a deep uh not deep but a, a psychological reason which is that male uh the male gaze and patriarchy is so fucking strong that men like to see women being deferential and them covering up is a sign of deferentialness to men who are watching and it's kind of like in the same way that like a burka uh mm-hmm. for, for some men makes them feel you know like okay she's the right kind of woman she's covering up herself um i think that shit works on some men that way too where they like to see that there's a woman trying to attempt to cover herself because god forbid you know she just wear what the fuck she want because what if i want her what if i'm lusting after her what if i'm attracted to her well now i have to put all this shit into her plate like well why'd you walk out the house like that blah 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 right whereas if they try to cover up there are some men not all obviously probably a very small percentage there's a small percentage of men i think that would be like well i'm not gonna ogle her too hard because she trying you know it's like it's like it's like how a woman could be fine as hell but she in church clothes and men will react differently than if she's in her club clothes but it's the same woman in the club and in church but you know it's something about you know what she doing the quote-unquote right thing so i'm not gonna say nothing yeah and also people really don't talk about the psychological issues that it actually put on young ladies because you have a lot of women that actually and young girls that actually has like full-fledged titties and asses like at 12 and 13 years old i'm talking about like full-fledged your 30s and 40 d's and all that shit at a really really young age and you know from that point on it's like the second you show any form of development dudes actually own you like a hawk particularly black girls and everybody want to call you fast even your own family members then you were like well how am i fast i don't know nothing about sex i'm not fucking i'm not doing anything i've just got them existing but because my body just happened to develop quicker all of a sudden i'm the problem that my body is just doing what my body naturally does and with the sexualization of little girls and black women in particularly uh in particular um there is like this extra pressure of like because i've seen black women specifically talk about like yoga pants and shit and be like i'm not comfortable wearing them i'm gonna look like a hoe i'm gonna look like a skis i'm gonna do this meanwhile you know white women wear those same things they not not a thought in the world about that shit they go to they probably go to church in yoga pants like it's just Mm -hmm. not a big the world just solidifies their worth and their value in a way that's so much different uh, than i think black women get to experience so it's like a you know i see women talk about black women specifically talk about how uncomfortable they are with this stuff not all obviously but then there's a lot of you know white women that that that's like their outfit basically it's like i'll get out of work i put on yoga pants and then i just do what the fuck i want so people hey i wear yoga pants to work like i'm comfortable i don't give a fuck you know um so that's an interesting perspective but i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut off your your thought oh no 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 and 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 that's true and and i think that it actually 
I know for me, I I love going to yoga classes where you see people of different sizes. Like mm-hmm. that's beautiful to me. And you see people that they don't care. They got their sports bras, they tank tops, or whatever else they wearing in there. Um, a lot of yoga classes, uh, people are barefooted in in most yoga classes. I mean, you could do it with mm-hmm. socks and things like that, <coughs> but most people are kind of barefooted and things like that. So I really actually like that. And also, uh, I had not this week, but last week, I was like, I wanted to go to yoga class. I normally go here at the house, but the lady had canceled it because of the holidays. So I was like, well, let me go on down to the Y, and I uh, was like, I'm gonna go down to the Y to see. Uh, what time they had class I looked online they had an early morning class before we did the show and so I went and I went through the class and in the class the girl said she says hey is your name Karen I said yes and so uh, my yoga instructor is actually a fan of the show so shout out to you baby oh that's dope yes i didn't realize it is she said i thought it was you but i wasn't sure and she said i didn't want she was so sweet she Aww. said i didn't want to bother you and she actually did a a, a really really good job uh and, and you know what the thing is did you ask her was she coming to the live show just get to sell them two tickets no no okay just no i didn't <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask no excuses yoga lady if you're listening so no you in the local areas no excuse we expect to see you <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> bring the whole yoga class bring the whole class <laughs> we gonna all die with dog together right and, and and the thing about the class was that i was late and it was raining so i you know i had apologized to her about being late but the thing is i should have known we were gonna vibe because when she was playing music and she was playing like uh uh, Jill Scott and like she was playing some black ass music mm. and normally when you go to not trying to find it you go to yoga class is that white folk music mm. you know that that the drums beating kind of mellow yeah. type of music mm. or either uh it's a lot of uh uh like Hispanic type of which I don't mind a lot of Hispanic mm. type of music no it was like this is just a black ass class with black ass music and I was like I this i like this a lot i was like i will be back i'm glad you enjoyed it i had a ball um in a class and like i said you had it was mixed so it was men and women and people of different sizes and even people at different skill sets because for me i know um i'm not that flexible because i sit all day and when you the the biggest reason why i started even taking yoga is to reduce stiffness because a lot of times you get stiffness in your lower back if you sit for extensive periods of time you get stiffness up in your shoulder and your shoulder blades and yoga helps stretch you know and, and helps get that stiffness out and so um we was uh doing a um doing different moves and honey we started doing that what was that that uh runner's lunge mm-hmm. um and fuck that bullshit uh i was like oh no 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 i will be using the blocks for the runner's lunge um because you know uh i'm old and stiff and i was like i i can't be doing this so i use a lot of blocks to assist me <laughs> you know i know a lot of people when they be doing yoga they be trying to be bold and do what the teacher do i'm like nah i, I can't do that well that's why the blocks are there right that's why the blocks is there and so uh shout out to the blocks that your best friend and shout out to the straps they your best friend too um so you know for those of you just thinking about yoga or doing yoga you know um and 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 it's not uh because i'm in like the intro classes i'm not doing nothing advanced nothing fancy and nothing like that i'm just uh yoga 101 talking about like spent not not no fancy yoga just the basic yoga class and so i am really having fun i'm realizing that i'm not as stiff um i'm not as um 
not as sore at work and i really really like it so you know i'm just giving a push for yoga that's because i actually really enjoy it um but shout out to my yoga teacher and, and shout out to you for giving me them yoga pants them best yoga pants i ever had so you know i won't be flashing nobody no more and also i use my yoga pants for uh to run too because they actually fit really really great and they they uh are breathable so when i when you run uh you're sweating and all that type of shit and you know it is actually breathable so i use my yoga pants for yoga and running um for me personally i i love it and my second thing uh i want to talk about i know y'all been people been following me online y'all been going through this journey with me with my mama's photo albums and so i've been having a ball like going through the photo albums and scanning them because i could we could have sent it off and got somebody else to do it but i was like well i'd rather do it myself because i mean i just didn't want to pay the money i'm not telling me i just like i don't feel like paying all that money and going when i'm going through the photo albums my mama i didn't she has like 45 versions of the same pictures so it's actually cutting down i'm like oh i i got eight versions of this picture so so it's not as bad as i'm thinking it is because she had like the big one, the small one, the wallet size, the one in what between. What you keep all the proofs? What uh, is this, nigga? All the proofs. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" That's a that's a life hack right there. I don't even know if they do that no more. Yeah, but they give you the proof picture. You just be like, "I'm gonna keep this." She she got the proof, <laughs> the, the 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 little bitty wallet sizes. The, yeah, the eight but by I'm ten, saying, ten by all of them. I'm saying she bought the pictures, but I'm saying they also give you them proofs, and them proofs got like ten pictures in them. Like, hey, yes. y'all, I graduated. Here's a proof pick. Uh, wh- why does it say proof on it? Because it's proof I graduated. Now send me some graduation money and right. let's do this. I'm not buying all them damn pictures. I refuse to buy all them pictures. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, she has all types of stuff in there. And I've been through like four or five books. I got about four or five more books to go. And nigga, I did not realize that I was going to find non-photo shit in the photo albums. Mm-hmm. I found uh, two social security cards for your mom. For, yeah, there were two. One of them was for my cousin and uh, my cousin's mama. Both of their social security cards. Like, I hope they don't need them. I hope they don't need them either. Um, and I found a birth certificate. Mm. You trying to uh, <laughs> open up some lines of credit? I don't know what's happening here. And that's not funny. No, I'm saying we that's enough material. We can <laughs> the birth start certificate. Up some stuff. The birth certificate and social security card was for the same person. <laughs> Girl, we can fan con them, t- them, them, them items. I was like, what? I was like going through. I was like, yeah, I got pictures. I was like, what the hell is this? And I found uh, my mama's divorce papers from 1979. Yeah. I found some paper for it. I opened it up. It was like divorce papers. I was like, who's divorcing? I was like, oh, her divorce papers. Mm. And honey, I, I was kind of glancing through it and reading it. I was like, wow. And it was like that old typewriter shit. Like like somebody actually sat down at like one of them old school typewriters and went, I was like, oh my, and it was like in good condition. I was like, well, goddamn, she kept this in good condition. Oh, you wanted to be proof if it ever come back up. I, what? And she got all the proof. Mm. Um, and I also found a handwritten letter, um, for one of my cousins from 1982 to, uh, my mama. Mm. I was finding, I was like, oh shit, what am I gonna find in the rest of these photo albums that are non-photo worthy? And somebody was saying, you know, photo album is like one, one to two steps below the Bible. You know how people got their Bibles, like the big, 
you know older people had yeah. these big thick and they normally white sometimes they're black thick now you know everybody's business right so and you know and they stick all types of shit in there i know if i go through my mama bible it probably has all our baby hair chopped you know your your, mm-hmm. your first ponytails and all that shit chopped in there a lot of black folks keep that in there and and all types of stuff. and the photo albums i got are just the pictures y'all she had a whole nother two sets of uh photo albums that were death certificates and my mom was like i don't want you to go not death certificates um obituaries i'm sorry obituaries oh, wow and she was like i don't want she's like i won't hold on to the obituaries i said cool i said that yeah, that's kind of more of it i, I was, was saying like if you wanted me to so let me know she said no she said i want to hold on this but i guess she's 70 something years old so i over that time she's probably been to a lot of funerals and so uh she just keeps them all i said okay if that's what you want to do yeah that's uh huh interesting so it's been a it's been a pure uh, fun-filled adventure um and it's wild though because it's being emotional um and funny all at the same time uh it's been emotional because like some of the pictures you know you looking through pictures back in the 60s and 70s and 50s and shit like that like i said uh paper that they don't even make no more i'm talking about kodak and you know polaroids and all that type of shit and it's just amazing going through and remembering because you know i was a child in some of these pictures i cannot wait till i finish and post these pictures of me when i was a baby my mama she loved pictures y'all so i got photos and googles of photos of me and some of my other family members and so it was and some of my family members have passed so it was just a mixed bag of emotions just going through and remembering and laughing and remembering the pics so i i and and i guess i rather i rather do that and just go through the i guess the emotional journey uh and so it has been a fun ride so a lot of times on weekends on saturdays and sundays i i scan for a few hours and then i'll stop but it has been a fun ride uh going through that like i said i keep y'all updated on what what other nine uh photo stuff i found in my mama photo albums yeah well let me know about that line of credit like i said we're gonna open something <laughs> up <laughs> get something started in somebody's name something lacking. um uh so the other things only things i wanted to add were um so i talked about how the website went down and then you know the power kept going in and out and then my laptop had died like froze on me last week mm-hmm. and i got a new rough. phone mm-hmm. i um and i was like you know technology was really trying to kick my ass over the weekend i left out two things i forgot to bring up number one uh of the two things the two extra things the fucking dvr lost all of our recordings for tv yes it did everything i was saving is fucking gone yeah it was like poof i was like uh yeah um I keep shitting on the DVR for a reason. Like, we be busy, so a lot of times we might get, you know, two or three weeks behind on shit. Or you might decide to binge a whole season or something and say, well, I'll go back and watch it later. Uh, luckily, I caught up on most of it. Um, and shout out to the Xbox One and all the apps that come with it because I was able to catch some things. Like, Sci-Fi has an app so I could catch the latest Expanse. Uh luckily i was only one behind on the expanse um uh amc has into the badlands we're two or three weeks behind on that we need to sit down and watch those because they they only keep a certain amount on the app and then they take it off um so we need to do that um we had uh 
like um hulu has the dubbed version because i'm a i'm a dubbed anime fan i'm not a sub anime person partially because i like to multitask when i watch stuff and the other part because a lot of times reading subtitles literally makes me sleepy it's like reading before bed like i'm laying there on my couch reading subtitles and next thing you know i'm fucking so i can't yeah i i can't do it i i like the the english version people and i'm and like i said maybe it's just my bias but certain uh anime i'm just accustomed to the english version particularly they was talking about online dragon ball z and yeah vegeta sounds like a privileged white man and i am here for him uh being like i am the prince kakarot you know so i i am here for that so i actually uh loved english version because yeah, i'm I, not learning that language yeah i prefer dub to sub for a couple reasons and then also i think snobby anime fans always try to make it sound like all the sub, all the dubs are bad but it's such a fucking lie especially the major budget ones that are like coming to cartoon network and shit they actually take time to make sure that the voice acting is well done and that the translation is well done which is something that a lot of times subtitles don't translate well so they'll have they'll have like some sentence and it just doesn't fucking make sense to my english brain who's reading the fucking you know my american brain is reading the english and being like well why oh, no one talks like that what is that sentence supposed to mean and then you get the you know you hear the uh the sub version and you're like oh yeah we say that all the time i get what he's saying he was being dismissive or he was being sarcastic or something like that so um you know i think people just you know people like to feel like the thing that isn't the most popular is always the best so yeah y'all um, go ahead and judge me i'll just be 45 million uh episodes behind i'm good with that yeah i've already been judged for uh like an imitation crab over regular crab so <laughs> the only guy could judge me at this point <laughs> uh but yeah we lost all our dvr recordings and what i was saying is hulu had uh my hero academia and i found out the whole like first season or two was actually on there uh dub so yes, i might sure. have to just watch it on there rather than wait for cartoon network to cover it and shout out to aaron um from black astronauts he told us about that baby that shit is flames yeah it's pretty good so far reminds me a little bit of one punch man um we'll see where it goes only thing is uh, the fucking main character that nigga be crying so much i don't he's the most crying nigga ever ain't he every fucking episode of this shit this nigga be crying and i'm just like is this nigga gonna cry through the whole i don't think i could watch this motherfucker cry a whole fucking series he man. happy he cried he sad he cried he just cried god he be crying um anyway and then the other thing that went wrong i forgot to mention um somebody tried to run my uh debit card in france from some like home shopping network motherfucker france and like the my bank called me while i was out <laughs> eating a burger was like hey um so uh did you make these charges and i'm listening it's like if you if you made the following five charges uh then hit one and so i'm listening and it's getting through like four things that i know i definitely got it's like did you get a cheeseburger from up the street did you get some gas did you go to Publix? i'm like yeah i did all those things and then the last one was like did you spend 150 dollars in france i'm like no nigga did i spend 150 dollars in france no let me play that one more time so let me play that one more time and it was like did you do this and they didn't say france but it was like did you and a charge from internet 75 you know some shit i'm like i don't know what that is like an internet charge from so-and-so and so i was like can i speak to a, you know speak to an operator she's like yeah so these charges i'm like i don't recognize that fifth charge and she's like 
uh so did you do this in france i'm like no and she's like okay well we had already declined the charge there's no other charges i said i know because i i literally just balanced my checkbook uh using my um excel spreadsheet or whatever come on so i know ain't no uh charges i didn't make on my car because i checked my shit to the penny and um Don't you know trusting these banks they ain't your friend some habits never die guys anyway he uh, uh so she was like well then um we're gonna cut the card off um i'm like well it's saturday and uh now i ain't got no debit card she's like well you can still write checks i'm like who the fuck writes checks right come on man so uh i you know it was like you can get a temporary debit card uh and i just had to wait till the bank opened on monday to do it so but yeah that was uh someone definitely put a root on me i know who it is don't worry they're gonna get what's coming to them <laughs> and uh you know stop being petty move on okay i've moved on you take the root off of me take the curse there's no reason to to go through all this shit um <clears throat> all right so then random thought wise i had a few um so we went to a japanese restaurant the other day and uh, i always forget this when i go to certain japanese restaurants but it was one of those kinds that has a hibachi table mm-hmm. and uh they was like would you like to sit at the table or sit by yourselves over to the corner at the table at a different table and i was like i want to sit by myself and it's funny when i used to go out for lunch at this japanese place i would sit at the table and we'd all like me and my coworkers, you know you you do that thing where a motherfucker tries to like you know come out and make jokes and all this shit but it's kind of changed in my lifetime because it has one those chefs used to be japanese now they're all like mexican which i don't know what happened to make that happen but that's like a thing um two i got uncomfortable with the like racial stereotype of the japanese chef person like the foreign chef quote-unquote like um no offense to them but it's almost like they got a coon to get their money mm-hmm. and that shit used to make me so like i just had a like a pivoty one day while i was just like is this like the japanese version of cooning because you know as black people we have our thing where we're like oh this nigga cooning i can't believe yeah, he out I, here I doing was like, this like a you know because some of them probably are like professional chefs with like degrees and shit and they out here going ding 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 yeah like this and i'm like i I don't feel too comfortable contributing to this yeah and it's like the broken english jokes and the smile and the all this shit and then (laughs) my favorite was when i would get every once in a while you get like a japanese chef uh like hibachi dude with a um with some integrity Mm-hmm. and that motherfucker oh, it's no jokes it's like a depressed chef almost like he just sitting up there like chop 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 mm-hmm. let me just do the things they tell me to do um you want me to throw this shrimp in your mouth no okay then good yeah All he right. do the little onion thing <laughs> anybody don't be no excitement right here's a here's an onion volcano you happy good bitch uh <laughs> right next right. table here's everybody's sauces where's everybody from you know that shit mm-hmm. and then you would get some chefs that was out there like oh you know like using broken english and like you know making like all the all the racial jokes and shit you know the you know like oh he very 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 hungry <laughs> you want shrimp shrimp open up ah and all that shit and i'm like yo i know like i've never been there with another like a japanese person but i wonder right. if, if they would be like this Offended, m- like looking at him like nigga stop cooning and just make the fucking shit i know you talk great english and shit i said i ain't got with you on the weekends it's not even like this right um but the other part of it is um because that's this point part um the other part of it is though i can't imagine going to a restaurant and sitting at a table with six random strangers anymore and i don't know if that's an internet thing 
um or just the fact that i'm so aware of how other people think and act and the viral videos of like random trump people throwing tantrums and white people being racist has just driven me to a point where i'm like Mm -hmm. what are the odds of me sitting at a table with six strangers and feeling like everything nothing crazy is gonna happen like i'm gonna be sitting at the table and some make america great again hat wearing motherfucker gonna be like throw me a shrimp uh before i sing out the country or some shit and i'm gonna say some wild shit and end up on fucking uh tv on on, on youtube because right. i had to cut somebody to fuck out so let me avoid this and go on over there on the regular side of the fucking restaurant yeah like if i went with a group of people i knew where it was like <laughs> eight of us and we all sat at the same that's different right and y'all filled the whole area right yeah but this idea of like six random americans from from the south that i would be like can't wait to sit at day table i don't think that that's gonna happen anymore i think that's uh the odds yeah. of that shit working out is very low yeah and i used to love those places but i guess as time went on and and shit like that you go oh no like you said i don't want to be sitting at a table and i'm sitting here thinking how many of y'all voted for trump so I'm right good. they don't or they don't want me to sit there come on you know mm. but they gotta be nice and polite right um i know everybody's been against it lately and i understand uh the stuff that's that's happening with uh social media social media like every time i open up my email address uh to look at emails i get a new alert that's like hey we've updated our privacy every you know everybody sometimes you know like it just it just pops up in everything stuff you never even thought about it's like you know when you register for that warranty for your dishwasher we've set up our privacy differently now and we don't want to be on congress having to explain this shit and and i get it you know like they they got to do that due diligence and a lot of people were pissed off about that stuff and rightfully so i'm not even trying to argue with them um but now there's commercials between every fucking thing i do and see on tv and it's just a bunch of fucking big ass companies apologizing you know it's you didn't get on facebook so that you could do this this and this you know like it's like it's you got on facebook and you found out your uncle had a band and you found out that your grandmama used to sew and you found out your you reconnected with your high school friends but what you weren't ready for was white supremacy or whatever the fuck right Mm -hmm. and i keep seeing this commercial and i swear it comes on every commercial break yes it does and if it's not that then it's the wells fargo apologizing or y'all at this point i don't even know what people are apologizing for oh wells fargo for taking folks money yeah okay but so it's not just them apologizing facebook's apologizing for what the privacy stuff yes um uh uber too uber's got an apology commercial now um like have y'all like the commercials at this point might as well just come on and be like first of all we don't want to lose your money hey customers we hear you now when i told you i never want to see you again girl we sorry (laughs) we sorry sorry about your data just for tonight Maybe you could log into Facebook right now and uh I know. DM a friend. I know. Like something. Share something. You know, leave I a know. comment. I know. I know. No, 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 no. Please don't log out. Yeah, I know. We don't, don't want you to log out, baby. Don't do me like this, y'all. Come Stay on. Stay here please. with us. 
baby we need you i know i know wells fargo come on sorry i left you left you empty i know we gave you all those fees i know (laughs) we know we were on the phone for hours calling us because we took your money tonight you gonna be on the line tonight you gonna cuss the customer service representative out yeah they want y'all back but like they're so they're begging so fucking hard they they want y'all back like i i just don't understand what i'm supposed to do on my side of it and it's gotten so bad honestly guys i will give all my information back to facebook if they just stop the commercials like is that the point are they just are they torturing us now with these commercials until we break and just be like you know what take this privacy information it's fine i don't need my mother's maiden name no more if i just i was (laughs) if i get hacked i just get hacked okay if the russians got me then the russians just got me i i don't really i can't i can't deal with this no more please just i want to watch the playoffs okay i didn't want to watch the playoffs i mean it's like every single like literally every single break every single commercial break and even the voice of the facebook dude sounds like the whiny type of nigga that i that would be apologizing for some bullshit so ah this is not a fan i feel you on that and like all these we're updating our i mean niggas was updating their privacy i only think they had to update their privacy i mean if you had an account with anybody you got a privacy update literally hundreds of emails i was like what the fuck is this where where am i keep getting this Mm -hmm. all the apps when you log back into them before you can look at your instagram you're gonna need to uh you're gonna need to accept our privacy agreement i know tumblr was like before you look at more of these asses you got the you be like well i'm here for the asses i mean come on like the only privacy i got over here is don't tell nobody about my tumblr page that's it that's it um but yeah i i'm tired of those commercials y'all can have my information (laughs) um (laughs) i think they should continue the roseanne show but just have roselle donna replace her and don't mention anything it probably would work just don't say nothing um we were watching movies and they had a trailer for the first purge it's the purge movie series but it's like a prequel and it's got a lot of black people in it a lot of black people and uh in it had a cameo by a celebrity van jones is in there playing a news person probably playing himself as van jones i would be surprised if he wasn't probably was and i couldn't help but feel that if if this is the purge reality then van jones would be the main nigga in the white house taking pictures with the purge administration (laughs) telling us we need to love them white people like hey i know they said we could they could kill us uh one day out the year but um it's the purge time guys i'm gonna need y'all to uh you know show them some love because if we love each other then maybe they won't kill us uh now i'm gonna go in my rich fancy house and lock all my security with the gun terrorists outside because i'm gonna be safe okay uh but yeah with his latest antics and shit with the whole white house i'm like nigga when you be on the side of the purgers talking about i'm on both y'all side um and the other part of that too was like uh every time i watch a purge um trailer because i've only seen like one purge movie i think i've seen zero Mm -hmm. and every time i watch the trailer 
i always think to myself how come the purge is always like people running around with guns and masks and there's always a person or pe- or a couple people who are stranded because they didn't get back to the house <laughs> on time because they car caught a flat or some stupid shit like that and they didn't get to make it into their house before they could get to the security so now they got to survive a night out amongst are- the purge animals and the purge animals you know run around with swords and shit and gangs of people just you know shooting in the air and shit and supposedly this causes no crime the rest of the year right but i'm always like but wouldn't the purge day be the perfect time for like wachovia to come out and be like guys we gave high interest loans to only black people for the last year uh that's yeah absolutely we violated the law like a motherfucker like this is billions of dollars of fraud that we have uh impugned upon upon the black community um but it's purge day so technically <laughs> technically exactly. ain't no laws today and we just want to come clean see you next year okay i know sell a man and be like y'all know them interest y'all paying all y'all student loans like i don't know if they deal with sexual assault in the movies or not um because I, I literally am not that interested in seeing those movies Mm-mm. but it feels like the crimes all kind of lead towards like some sort of like violence like assault and all i'm like but what about motherfuckers that's just like hey man you know what i've been doing dog i have the fan con money i have it right here i always had it uh <laughs> i was just i was just bullshitting y'all it's purge day you know what i'm saying i'm about to take all y'all coins and go buy me something nice and park it in my secure garage because uh it's purge day bitch what you gonna do now everybody know and you can't do shit like that it seemed like that would be more uh more uh purgy you know what i mean i committed uh wire fraud you know i've been wiring money laundering money for the last two years everything including murder right like i just don't get how the fuck that's not part of the purge too man it's always some you know anyway um (laughs) so you got the purge uh with van jones uh what else did i write oh instead of a diss song drake needs to release a long form uh essay on medium.com about his family history and why push t is propagating toxic masculinity i think that would be the next step because it's not gonna happen right now because drake is um i think uh jake was drake was told by jay prince who's a real g in this game and somebody not to be trifled with to uh not respond to the diss track from Pusha T um because supposedly it would end Kanye's career and it would do something bad to to, to Pusha T's career or something like that I, I I don't know it doesn't matter because Jay Prince like Drake is not gonna not listen to Jay Prince so clearly there's not gonna be a diss coming back um and everybody's basically gonna call him all kinds of names say he lost the battle but in the end of the day i've always maintained that drake will be able to easily salvage this by just putting out a hot album and leaving it at that so assuming the album is hot which it's not really for me to judge because i'm not really a drake fan but if the right people think it's hot none of this shit's gonna matter um but it's just kind of interesting because i would not respond if i was him um at this point more so because Pusha T is like that great aunt at the space table that know everybody business. Come on, you know, like you you think you like oh auntie you can't you you playing like shit today you you can't even see the cards and then she be like uh well how about you just come on out the closet because I know your parents 
would really be interested to hear what you get into it's like what what kind of what kind of trade of a secret is that i know like, you ain't even on the internet how you know all this shit right that's not a quip you know what i mean like that's like calm down you know so i think uh drake should probably stop messing with push because who knows whatever the fuck else he knows um and that's probably more important but yeah if you're gonna do something now that you've already released that screenshot might as well go ahead and put out a, a essay you know go ahead change the beef game put out a book you know i will address this in a chapter of my book about the beef um then uh <laughs> the other part was that uh <laughs> drake and that black that photo shoot where he released the uh screenshots for to explain why mm-hmm. i think he should have just said he was on ambient i mean why not <sighs> roseanne trying, did it to put that company out of business you know i was on ambient when i took this shoot uh it was memorial day i don't know what was happening um all right last two what if the gate to heaven is just people being shown a montage of every time that they ever told the cashier no when the cashier asked you to give a dollar to charity oh lord then they're gonna be doing that for a while this is gonna be hours of you being like no 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 and then they send you to hell they're like see you didn't even care about people you didn't want to get to the boy scouts did we change the charity up too it's not always the same one it's not it's not it's children's hospital it's mcdonald's well, mcdonald foundation like it's not always affiliated with Publix, whatever but y'all niggas don't want to give a dollar so guess what go to hell oh, i hope i hope it don't mm-hmm. go like that's that. what it's gonna be Mm-mm, y'all need to start saying yes Mm-mm, i really hope not i know that uh what is our harris teeter card i got it linked up to like a school Mm-mm. so they ain't the same that ain't the same oh, no they just gonna show every time they said you like to give a dollar to the march of dimes and you say hell no they gonna I be like mm. hell no yeah they gonna be like mm-hmm. jesus gonna be looking at y'all like lee trevino um and lastly <laughs> uh this is just some something i it's been on my heart and i think a lot of people in the audience uh it's not that they don't they just don't know because they haven't experienced this and uh you know when you know better you do better and when you have uh have more you can treat yourself better and uh i just want to say honestly man um it's gonna be a lot of y'all that we see live this year september 20th don't forget charlotte north carolina Bloomington theater um and you know a lot of y'all gonna come over y'all gonna want hugs handshakes pounds pictures all that stuff and that's cool but uh don't touch me if you don't even like matter of fact don't even talk to me if you're still using tap water for your post coitus towels um oh lord like some sort of philistine okay because your boy (laughs) would never okay like nothing but bottled water touches this junk okay um i just come to my awareness that a lot of y'all just run a hot rag under the sink um rather than have your butler go get the uh proper post coitus towels um that uh is only you know only the finest of waters you know avion uh bottled water something you know you have them set to boil while y'all do your thing um you know you go in there you just tell them like jeeves uh i will be adjourning to the master bedroom uh for some hanky panky with the mistress of the of the house for the evening hanky panky uh was this 1920 run me uh run me some uh some some hot some warm water warm me some water for the uh for the post-sex towel you know you just have him 
give you the towel and then of course she throw the towel out and burn it or something like that you never want to use ah. those again but um i I've, I've recently found out that everybody doesn't do this and uh i don't know what's wrong with you poor people but oh lord step your game up okay some people say they use wipes no wipes like some sort of uh long island prostitute and some <laughs> some sort island. of some sort of lady of the evening we're not harlots in this house guys okay we use the finest of cloths or nothing okay i would never let uh the same thing you wipe barbecue off your hands at uh a uh, 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 fucking uh barbecue joint okay you getting you get some wing sauce on you then maybe i'll use a moist towelette but until then when i'm having sex i'm not touching my genitals with the same fucking moist towelette that you use to get that shrimp sauce off of you no not it's not the same towelette no this is ridiculous okay so no wet wipes won't get it all right you wipe your baby's bottoms with that hey wipe your own bottom with it i don't care if you want to use the bathroom but for me and mine mm-mm, the finest waters and that and the rest of you should be ashamed of yourselves really it's neanderthals living in 2018 we have all this around us all this stuff that's been provided for us and y'all are still using water out of the goddamn tap <laughs> bathroom water on your johnson's <laughs> it's really shameful it's really shameful to know that mm. anyway let's get into the news <laughs> what the hell wrong with you oh um uh can we talk about the place we went to go eat yesterday uh the nappy this this show's all over the place uh we went to a place <laughs> called that? the nappy chef I was like, when has it not been mm. we went to this place called the nappy chef um um it's um in the hood <laughs> i guess it's the best way to put it it's like the part they ain't gentrifying in charlotte yet yeah today they haven't gentrified down that way yet but i but it's kind of newish i yeah, think i don't new. think it's been there for a long time mm-hmm. but uh we went there and it's named nappy chef and the chef name is nappy yeah because there was the person was like let me ask nappy yeah like i knew it was gonna be in the hood and um uh, i knew it was gonna be good because it was hard to find mm-hmm. number one um so that's a big that's a big that's a big tale uh where you like where the fuck is this place and the place that the place that the um map quest or whatever the fuck program is in my phone told me to park was in the back of this like parking lot that was full and then they had a side parking lot that was all gravel and surrounded by woods it's just like a place of niggas get robbed i said now nah, i'm not doing this like I, I like it and i said and the first thing i thought was how good must the food be for a motherfucker to park back here and risk life and limb to get some wings like it made me more determined like you would like normally stuff like that makes me be like yeah i'm gonna get the fuck out of here i don't want to get robbed but i was like if people willing to risk their life that shit must be good it must be flames so we went around and uh parked in the front and also all the front parking was like uh either like it's it, all the signs on the, all the parking was like we will tell your shit okay right. all the signs like i didn't know where to park i said am i parking in the right place it was like if you park here you are actually parking for the five stone uh tire place next to it so if you're not going to five stone we will tow your shit it's, <laughs> it's like more parking is in the back i'm like i'm not parking in them jason ass camps summer woods motherfuckers like 
you're not gonna get me with that shit so i'll say you know what i will risk being told it was five a sunday was closed yeah it was a sunday firestone did not appear to be open mm-hmm. and so i went in and i made sure to ask you know i was like hey uh are they gonna tow my shit if i park right there and then uh she was like let me ask nappy yes she's like nappy they gonna uh close then somebody else came and was like nah they not gonna tow it and if they do tow it they always come in and ask before they get ready to tow and that's probably because they be hooking five stone up like five Mm -hmm. stone is like y'all they're not gonna fuck up the wings uh five stone like y'all feed us we'll we'll keep out for y'all people now anybody else we towing them and the sign on the on the front said best wings in charlotte it did yeah um and i mean it's a little rickety you know it was a little uh it was a little uh lived in is what i would like to call the establishment it was yeah, lived in and we should it had um uh 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 what do you call that uh character it had character guys mm-hmm. if you know what i'm saying and uh we should know it's gonna be lit they are closed on mondays and tuesdays mm-hmm. and they open the rest of the week they don't open up to 12 from 12 a.m i mean for 12 p.m noon noon mm-hmm. to 9 p.m and then on saturday and sunday nights they reopen from 1 a.m to 5 a.m right because it's a strip club and a lounge up the street and all this shit so like um when i say it was hood oh nigga it was hood like but like you one like okay so we had just driven through town looking for something to eat earlier that that same day yeah and um i've never felt this way before but i got kind of sad looking at how gentrified uh <laughs> part of my town was coming right. and i've never i've seen people talk about it online i've seen people like you know i'm from chicago and they did this and the other and i'm from new york and they did this and the other but seeing and, it firsthand was like oh my gosh this look nothing like it used to I, I don't have the words to like i'm sure other people have written about this and spoken about this more eloquently but the best words i have for it is it feels like a cultural steamroller yes that's how i felt like i like everything like we drove by prices chicken coop which is like the only thing it used to be like the (laughs) the hoodiest of hood chicken joints and it still had a big ass line because you know it's probably the chicken coop uh we've talked about it on the show before it's probably a, uh, uh what you call it uh one of them landmark things it's probably why they don't tear it down well they also make money i mean there's no way they're not making money in price i mean coop. but but y'all literally literally you got prices chicken coop you know what's beside it the korean barbecue joint and like some other stuff it's like it and prices chicken coop y'all they cash only they just now got an atm they don't take debit or credit they they like the crack house cash right so we me and justin had a, a pretty good episode about it on the pregame about price of chicken coop and it got to be two of y'all it's a two-man team uh and how um it was uh basically the same design as a trap house mm-hmm. like for uh for for um for chicken man like it really is it really like it's really some drug dealer shit like it's almost like throw the chicken out the window type shit right um anyway um so we have um you know we drove through and i was just like jesus man like what have they done to the city like it's nothing but just white people on fucking like these these fucking like they they weren't bikes they look like um scooters i don't they weren't scooters either they was they like segways kind of yes they were like on segways and city bikes and everybody's wearing like khaki shorts and i didn't know what the fuck was happening it was just like what the fuck it was what? like white folks utopia 
what happened down here you know and i'm not like like i'm not angry i guess um at least not yet i'm not angry about it. it's just kind of sad like mm-hmm. damn that's Got wild y'all have no idea what was here before none you know it's just loft after loft building next to like fancy restaurant fusion of japanese and uh cajun or some shit and mm-hmm. and you know it's just i don't know it's just weird so then you know it was, it was actually kind of refreshing to drive to the other side of town where mm-hmm. you know still kind of hood over there off of albemarle independence area mm-hmm. um not that they're not trying and it'll get there soon yeah, but it um it was actually kind of dope to go over there and uh go to a black ass establishment man like it felt home like it did that's what i never yelled with you and that's what i said i said it felt like home like we walked in there y'all and like the first thing i heard coming out of um the um out of the the speakers or whatever was uh like one more chance yes by uh by big you and, know and the cussing and everything it was like we don't, we don't give a damn about your chaps yeah it was like we like you walk up in there and it's like oh yeah we walked in there i was like oh hey. like they had the video playing on bt yeah. or something you had the kitchen rapping like right <laughs> the, 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 every not just the kitchen i was rapping karen was rapping the every cashiers was rapping cashiers everybody was in there like lyrically ah oh like everybody yes. like i was like okay and it wasn't even like a big crowded spot mm. i almost hesitate to tell niggas about it because i hope they don't right. fuck it up and then white people be in there but it was so fucking laid back mm-hmm. like the chat like in the and like it wasn't just biggie like they play usher they play yes. fucking uh, actually they played biggie twice uh <laughs> uh but they played a bunch of stuff um musically um and then they had the menu which is like a pretty simple menu but they had like these pictures of all the food you could get which i think they must serve different stuff at different times because mm-hmm. i seen pictures up there i was like this shit ain't on the menu and i won't sit <laughs> but um look so they had these different things and so uh they had hot wings they said best wings in Char- charlotte i said i gotta get some wings i mean you said they the best in charlotte now who am i not to test that who was me okay i feel like i'm a wing connoisseur um dog they had the flavor uh that i got was hot honey wait hot honey henny uh no it was henny honey hot or something like that so you take the hennessy and the honey and it's hot nigga of course that's what i ordered what else could i order Karen looking at this oh what about this one i was like i don't know what you're gonna waste your taste buds on okay but i'm going with the hennessy and the hot wings <laughs> i mean come on how could you not um so i got that Karen, what'd you get the tacos yes them tacos was delicious mm-hmm. uh and then um and then we got some jerk mac and cheese oh i have was, never had jerk mac and cheese before in my no, life I, oh that shit was flames but i called my mama and said listen okay my, my mom listened to this podcast i always slap okay <laughs> that's how good it was i would slap my mama for them for them jerk mac and cheese it was so fucking delicious um by the way i also knew it was hood because like you you order it you get your drink you know you like you you go get fill your own drink you uh <laughs> you wait for them to call your number and get your food oh y'all why everything came into go containers Mm -hmm. they was like because we know most people are gonna get that shit and go on back home 
like it's like they like everything i'm talking about the bag of cheese was to go the wings was to, everything was wrapped up like to take home so i guess the average person was call they order in come in pick it up or yeah. order stand mm. around pick it up take it home right most people uh, don't sit in that's how hood it was it was so hood there was a magazine that we found i left it on the counter in there I, I but i think it's called like huami or something i i don't know if y'all had these magazines in your in your hometown nigga this magazine was so black it was like a free charlotte magazine it was like huami charlotte or whatever and on the front it was like a uh, boss lady lady boss networking and organizing it was all black women in our local area and they all had a, a page profile on each of them um and uh it just felt so black look at these names on the front jitek designs tamika chisholm barrington riddick don't that sound like a jamaican old man first page ad the first page ad you see this shit right here y'all can y'all see this can they see it karen yeah the first page ad got a place called sunset soul food and seafood nigga is that chitlins it is it's is that chit- greens chitlins greens candy yams come on man got catfish and croaker on it like i don't find me a new place to take out get some takeout from come I, on. I didn't even know about this place mm-hmm uh but it's like i always make this joke with karen whenever we go out uh it's from a key and pill skit but she'll be like you hungry what you want to eat and i'll be like oh i want me some hog moans i want me some chitlins i want you know it's, <laughs> it's a joke uh for people that have seen key and pill they have a really funny sketch where um both of them are trying they play two businessmen black businessmen who go to a soul food restaurant and they're trying to prove how down each one of them is like nah i'm from the hood and by the end it's some ridiculous shit like give me okay you know what i want you to give me uh uh some donkey teeth uh a whole big old mess of greens in a in an old rusty tomato can uh give me a nail give me a shoe with a nail in it uh boil that put some hot sauce and uh serve it all to me on a hubcap you know stuff like that (laughs) so so like i make that joke with karen but like look at this uh i do taxes don't she look like she do some taxes that she won't have your chip have your fucking uh how you claiming your nephew and motherfucking saving you some money come on um and then what else? it was uh they had a barbershop ad in here i've never seen uh as black as this city is i don't think i've ever seen a barbershop ad before me either you know what i mean <laughs> like i was like, like look at this look at this barbershop ad like this shit looks so professional this is some niggas looking like a fucking rap group but smiling <laughs> with caps fades tapers razor lines hot towel shaves come on down to the at the cutting company mc uh, open daily except tuesdays so there you go and like it was just so uh and the, and the women they had on their on the front each one of them had like their own yeah. picture and their own description and they were actually showing like the full length for the women too like we mm-hmm. was like we showing everything they is black y'all this woman's a fitness person like she she does um and, and listen to the name of the company please believe fitness please believe please believe me please believe fitness um uh, they had a radio personality l michelle uh coach e she was like a relationship coach and life coach and uh it was it was just so it was so but this was just in there as like look at this sister in the yellow gone girl like come on it was just like everybody in there just serving looks being black as fuck like I, it was just so uh 
it was so cool to see man and it was in this black ass restaurant so it's like we had such a good time uh listening to music and i thought you know everything was in the go box so i was like oh we'll take some of this with us man listen we ate all that shit that jerk mac and cheese gone there's i had some shrimp tacos with a side salad that shit was flames gone uh them wings didn't last not 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 too long mm-hmm. i was like oh no this is uh and like they just give you a little bit of ranch and i said you know what it don't even need no ranch though it didn't i mean i put it on there because i'm black but it didn't need it them, and, them and, rings is good and you know what when you uh asked uh you was like come on she said of course right she was like i hope you don't think we give you no blue cheese she was like you know niggas only fuck with ranch you i said i didn't mean don't in, do blue cheese i didn't mean to insult you madam okay uh but yeah we had a great time man and it kind of took me back to uh fayetteville state days mm-hmm. um when you know you go yeah i was in college I, I, we, we'd have lived there you go up the street to the merc and get you uh because like it didn't cost that much either Mm-mm. um and we made sure to get like a lot of shit and it still probably was like 25 30 dollars at the most um for the mac and cheese two meals two drinks uh or whatever so it was man look that place was good though it was it was uh it was amazing so i'll definitely be going back not at night uh for sure but you know maybe we're not gonna be out there with the clubbers i may call in a to-go order uh for chance or try to attend on a sunday afternoon uh something like that but it definitely made me feel like you know uh fayetteville state like right off the campus type black uh restaurants that used to be up the street where it was just cheap and delicious food mm-hmm. uh but not didn't taste cheap but you mm-hmm. know it didn't cost it didn't yeah. break your wallet either i was like these niggas is cooking yes everybody was in there jamming and uh uh all kinds everybody was in there looking good like it was so it was like look at all this shit this is amazing yeah people just people coming from church right having just casual conversation you can tell some people are like regulars and they just recently opened up but you know a lot of people heard about them and it kind of word spread and so it's one of them things where yes the people on the outside some people on the inside it was really relaxed yeah it definitely felt like home man and worth going if you're in the area um but you know i don't know what your you know if you're gonna go in there feeling all judgy and uh looking down on people uh, you know you got a problem with a sticky table or two then you know maybe stay your bougie ass on but come on if uh <laughs> if you if you know like i know then go your ass in there and have a good time because it was it was so fun man um and I, could, right. I couldn't pass up a name like nappy that's the only reason i went uh because karen said how'd you find this place i was like i was on yelp i saw an ad for nappy uh it was like the nappy chef and i said i don't give a fuck if it's in omaha i gotta drive here right now so we drove across town and, and went in there and uh yeah worth every fucking dollar so uh great time it was worth it just for the music and the, uh the vibes alone right um and the staff was nice and shit and like i said they was playing all the hits from my you know my youth and we was all jamming in there so um and that's when you use wet wipes guys okay that's when you not on your junk okay not after you're trying to just have finish having sex that you use wet wipes when you go to nappies and you got to get that that chicken juice off of your hands that hennessy okay you suck the bones right off your hands you leave that hennessy on there uh <laughs> so then i drove home drunk because it was henny wings y'all i couldn't help myself <laughs> henny wings it was so good oh, they were delicious uh drake addressed that blackface controversy i don't think we got to talk about it on the show yet Mm -mm. but uh he released a statement 
um <laughs> his pr person right oh man he don't come from this and i'm not even mad at him man Me like do you gotta get out of this as fast as you can because he didn't see all this coming in honestly he nope. can't he got way more to lose than push a t by fighting dirty so even if he knew some right. foul shit it'll be like when jay-z went in nas and then he went too far with that i left a condom on your baby seat and everybody was like oh uh, okay now see now see goddamn you're going too far and that's because drake that's because jay was the overdog quote unquote and nas is kind of the underdog in that situation i think similar to this like if drake were to find some dirt on this nigga and go black twitter csi on him i i don't know that people would actually ride with drake um so anyway he tried to explain this shit which should have been signed number one we wouldn't get no damn song right uh but he, this niggas the statement was so funny because he said i know everybody's enjoying the circus and i'm like nigga the circus you started what oh man like that's what J.R. Smith should have said after that game one when he fucked up the uh the finals for LeBron. He should I know everybody's enjoying the circus. But <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> the circus the circus are you fucking up the game? Right. Uh these playing at the pictures from two thousand seven, the time of my life when I was an actor, I was working on a project that was about young black actors struggling to get roles, being stereotyped and typecast. Photos represent how African Americans were once wrongfully portrayed in entertainment. Me and my best friend at the time, Mazin Elsadig uh who is an actor from sudan we're attempting to use our voice to bring awareness to the issues we dealt with all time all the time as black actors at auditions this was to highlight and raise our frustrations with not always getting a fair chance in the industry and to make a point that the struggle for black actors had not changed much here's the thing uh i do i believe him i think i told y'all this the last time we talked about this is the explanation for this picture was probably something along those lines i i absolutely do believe that's what this project was for because it's not just his picture but the thing is he had this pro- he had these pictures kind of scrubbed off the internet since then so okay. i don't think that he um wanted to address these mm. um the other thing is i feel like drake uh he took these pictures in i think 2007 i think he said so it's two years after the minstrel show came out which i think he was heavily influenced by possibly but more important than that <clears throat> he's taken all of the racial awareness social commentary out of his lyrics for the since he debuted as a rapper really mm-hmm. and that had to be a conscientious choice correct he's done interviews where he talks about not really dealing with racism and how canada is different and he didn't grow up learning you know all this shit and it's you know, racism that too but yeah it's racism in canada too but this is what he said okay so uh who am i to tell you him his experience is different than what he says it is he says he he didn't experience all that racism coming up okay cool here's the thing you used to notice it what changed i mean you did have a a pretty long career this like once you do blackface which is like the ultimate statement um especially when you're not joking it's not a comedy thing it's the ultimate statement about how you feel as an artist when you say y'all look at me and y'all see a minstrel and that's not right i'm not a min- i'm not your minstrel is essentially what that photo was alleged to be saying which like i said i take him at his word and i believe him well then you telling me during the rise of trump during black lives matter 
during um uh kaepernick taking a knee like all these huge societal moments of consequence you've elected in your art to just completely ignore you know and i'm not talking about like one or two lines from one song over the course of fucking 500 songs he's done i'm just saying he's made a conscientious choice and i don't want to hear about sales either because beyonce sells kendrick sells j cole sells like i ain't saying it's your obligation as an artist to talk about this shit but you can't use that excuse as people that talk about this shit don't make money and don't get awards that's a goddamn lie right so so it's not that you made a conscientious choice to to say you just don't see these things you know and, and that is a bit um telling you know his fans were like well he's they were in my mentions i swear he got his fans are bernie sanders fans same people um ah they was like well he's canadian and i said okay well he not too canadian not to say nigga come on fuck out my face you can't take part of the culture and be like uh but i don't understand the rest of this shit like nah dog you do understand and he has as from the lines i've seen of him talking about race in his music he has a clear um stereotypical biracial hang-up that a lot of biracial people have where they focus more on black people than white people with their whole like it's it's basically it's two sides of this and it's both it's both of y'all is white people do this shit but y'all really the wrong ones black people the ones that make me feel uncomfortable and he basically said like i don't speak on race because black people won't feel comfortable with me speaking on race man if you don't get the fuck colin kaepernick biracial as fuck what you talking about you know what i mean like i mean i almost said something shady as fuck but just there are people who are biracial at best quote-unquote let's just go if you take their word for it they go out and and are activists for black black people and a lot of niggas still fuck with them like if you are out here talking about this shit and addressing it you're not gonna get kicked out of the community that's so backwards and ridiculous you're not gonna get kicked out that's it works the opposite of that to the sometimes to our detriment when we protect people that actually ain't worth shit but we just go well i mean i mean yeah i mean yeah they got some issues about them but you know they do be speaking up for us you know a lot of why people feel the way about kanye is is because of that correct i don't expect black people to really admit it but a lot of people feelings is hurt right so so yeah um that i found this explanation to just be really telling because what you've essentially told me is either after you got on or after you thought it wasn't so it wasn't such the end thing to do or you thought it would make waves you basically stopped correct and that's kind of sad you know because like pusha t's response was like nah i don't believe you nigga you don't talk about race shit now you know which pusha t's being petty and he's battling so he's saying whatever he needs he needs to say but i I think the likely story is what drake said at one point in time he gave a fuck about this shit and he stopped and then he threw a couple lines in his fucking um in his in his songs over the past few years but it's literally just barely a mention of anything involving race and and a lot of that is black people don't want me to talk about this stuff so 
um but it's cool go back to being just a rapper man i mean he pretty much pulled your card on that and you really don't want to hear what he got to say about anything else and you know we'll see what else um what else happened oh uh karen you were right you said um oh wait no i'm sorry i hate to do this to you karen i I did this is my bad but it looks like you were wrong about what when you said they called roseanne and begged her to apologize according to roseanne she called abc and begged them not to dump the show and said she would get valerie jared's number and apologize to her and they said no she deleted the tweets already so i mean you know if she telling the truth i don't believe you because you was one of their highest rated shows fiscally it makes no fucking sense they had sat down and talked to you probably several times and you was like fuck you bitch they was like oh okay by the way you know the people she begged not the black woman that runs abc hmm. what do i not the president but uh but but the white people at abc who didn't have the power to take us off to you uh maybe they did i don't know but i it, it, it sounded like she was trying to avoid talking to a certain person i mean but that's just me you know that's just what i noticed but it sounded like she was trying to yeah probably because she didn't talk to her directly. she probably had her representative talk to her she was like hey you need to tell your client uh that uh her her uh, show is canceled yeah and since deleted tweets thursday she said she begged the network not to can the show i begged ben sherwood at abc to let me apologize and make amends i begged them not to cancel the show i told them i was willing to do anything and ask for help in making things right i'd work doing publicity for them for free for weeks traveling through bronchitis i begged for people's jobs growing up i didn't have anyone who looked like me that's why i started my blog to inspire people to be themselves no i'm sorry i love that woman though that's my favorite ad right now on tv but no baby you can't do that in the middle of the show <laughs> um but yeah um Barr added that she told then told sherwood that she thought former obama a valerie jared was white he scoffed and said what you have done is egregious and unforgivable she said now what would the joke be that the white woman looks like planet of the apes and a muslim y'all tell me what the joke is there because maybe i don't understand comedy i don't believe you i i do not believe you i don't believe any words that are coming out of her mouth Mm -hmm. they talked to her and she and she kept pushing called a bluff and they was like oh okay we'll take the motherfucking show off the air because i guarantee you when she first talked to them she was like what y'all ain't gonna do mm-hmm. y'all know who i am i'm roseanne all right all right o- okay we understand that but there's a line you can't cross dog this ain't how it used to be and you know she just thought she was above reproach and they was like oh we're gonna reproach and approach and everything else choked you and get your ass off the air i like your roseanne impression that's pretty good um so then um i do have audio of the uh apology though i want to make my mom a proud you guys are not doing anything with your life you may not see it but i'm trying to do i'm trying to accomplish something and you guys are preventing me from that all y'all haters like i'm trying to accomplish my dreams if you don't like me just block me i didn't do anything to you um she (laughs) uh but yeah so uh 
she basically tried to blame it on everybody not being not being willing to forgive her um yeah because she don't want to be accountable for her actions mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I don't know man they keep trying to come up with another way to keep the shit going but yeah i i would not um even give a fuck about this shit i don't believe you. i wouldn't watch it if they kept it going without her or not yeah. like i was out from the fact that they even glommed onto her and all the people attached to that project i'm still i can't imagine what the fuck you were thinking beyond your wallets you can't possibly say there was any more reasoning to do this show other than i was gonna get paid um let's see what else happened oh kanye's uh seven songs on his album yay Mm -hmm. are um all uh occupying the top seven spots on spotify and apple music Mm -hmm. yeah because nobody gets canceled yeah the sales figures haven't been um available yet i don't know how people still buy music and shit i guess digitally Mm -hmm. but streaming wise uh this shit is at the top which is um one of the you know i'm not surprised at all Mm-mm. you know now now i do think the people in my circles especially black people have been honest i would yeah. i have no reason to think they're lying but yeah a lot of them are like i'm done which is fine but like i said outside of that is a lot of people that don't give a fuck that goes kanye and i'm here yeah and also like i've learned a lot that in the last year or so i've just learned how small the circle of people that surround us and i'm surrounded by on social media are like there's a lot of sentiment within the people i know that doesn't really cross over into the real world as far as being the prevailing sentiment it's not that you know i wish i wish it did but it doesn't you know like i wish it was a world where we could be like yo this thing happened this trans person is fucked up and i was looking at the news and it was on the news that night and i was you know and and you know i turn on uh msnbc or cnn and and they're talking about it but that's actually not how it works it's very much like this shit stays mostly on twitter until something amazing happens or somebody uh starts to give a fuck outside who has a reach outside of twitter but the you know so i saw a lot of and this is different than uh before like this isn't like yeezus where people were mad that the album was whack because they went and listened to the album to say it's whack motherfuckers are just mad at him like he's persona non grata like you say his name you play his music and motherfuckers start turning their face up and i bet my my bet is if i turned up his old music before he was make america great again people would still feel that same way of course so i think he's kind of hurt a lot of people um beyond some music this is different this is about him right um you know and i still feel how i feel about all his comments i'm i don't think i know some people you know feel like he's dangerous because of uh his slavery comments and his make america great again shit and you know it's their right to feel that way but i feel the same way about him as i feel about stacy dash and uh uh herman cain and uh michael Steele and uh angry hootie uh i feel the same way about them kind of where it's like they will always exist and be propped up some black person saying fucked up shit about black people will always be propped up but that's more a function of whiteness propping them up it's not really like like there aren't in my opinion there's not a lot of white people of value who go i was not racist 
but then kanye west put out an album and now i'm gonna be racist right that's just my personal opinion i really don't want to debate it with people and it'll be anecdotal at best you can find a couple people that will go well now i changed my mind but i don't think black people for the most part are listening to this album and changing their opinion and going now now support trump um I, i i think pop culture moments like this while they're significant sometimes especially when the with social media and the the uh the impulse of the moment we we sometimes overstate how impactful the things are and i just feel like this is more sad to watch a dude kind of disintegrate his brand and himself like this but not sad like i know this nigga just sad like on some damn you heard a lot of people that i know that were fans of you over over some stupid shit you know so um but i but all that to say i'm not surprised he got the top album sales on the top streams like i'm not surprised at all um and i listened to the album man i don't think i hate it as much as everybody else hates it i really do like some of it um but um at the same time like i don't think it's his best work um but i've seen people dismiss it without even listening which i would say is like that's about feeling that that dude that's about anger towards that dude right that's not Not about about the music music, right which which by the way valid anger this is not me saying this isn't me being like y'all niggas mad no i'm Mm -hmm. saying he made a he made us mad collectively and a lot of people are fucking through with him and a lot of people were barely tolerating him for a while and a lot of people were even doing it in the first place because white people were talking about he can't call himself a genius or he said this shit about katrina or he took the thing from taylor swift and people supported him through all those antics and there's a backlash that partially is because of the support that people gave him for those antics when white people were like y'all this dude is not right and black people was like you you just say this about black people and he was able to kind of hide behind that and then for him to turn around and reject your protection of him and be like actually you black people are fucking sheep and now i'm over here with these white people and they're the ones that got it figured out and that hurt people on a psychological level that i don't think people are ready to admit they're hurt by like we it says a lot about our society that the phrase who hurt you can be used as a weapon or dismiss somebody but who hurt you is really the most important question in the existence of mankind come on because at the end of the day if a lot of people actually sat down and actually evaluated their lives and actually go who hurt you and actually deal with whoever hurt you be it shutting doors be it cutting off be it you know whatever you got to do going to counseling therapist get no medication whatever it is to fix the root of who hurt you your whole life would change yeah i feel like a lot of black people without saying it are basically like nigga we caped for you tolerated you and exalted you for you to turn around and basically say fuck your black love you know that's what he because there's no other way to say the things he said about slavery the things he said about black on black crime and the even the things he's that have extended to obama the embracing of trump it's impossible to say those things without saying i'm also rejecting black people you can turn around and say it's because i love everybody but that's not the message that i'm re- going to receive i'm going to receive because i live in a world where i'm where i'm viewing these things the message i'm receiving is fuck you this white love is so much better than your love you know and like i think his so anyway so people call it dangerous because of that because i but here's the problem 
he ain't the first or the last Mm-mm. like this is some oj shit you know what i'm saying like i'm not hurt by this nigga's heel turn in that way i don't feel like i mean put it i'm 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 i, I rarely i'm not a good example I'm, i rarely get hurt by anything dealing with celebrities but in general the part of it that is dangerous to me isn't that and i think there's another part that actually is dangerous but i don't think I, we can talk about it here on our show because we have nuance but i can't really abro- approach it on social media because black people are so mad at the betrayal racially that they don't even want to talk about anything else but listening to that album uh i worry about his health i worry about his concern like i'm concerned about his i'm not on my meds mania is my superpower because a lot if you guys listen to like mental health podcast you kind of have some friends that deal with these issues the things they will tell you is like yo mania feels like that being off your meds like like you know how we always go like why the fuck would you ever get off your meds because meds have side effects shit some of the side effects is like you might want to kill yourself correct and how do you realize this until it's sometimes too late you know till you get the wake up call to check yourself in if you can we know this dude has been in the hospital for what he called pill addiction but then he came out and said i'm off of all my meds well nigga all of them not for all of them ain't opioids you know so the thing you know and i think especially within our community there's a lot of people dealing with mental illness and there's a stigma around mental illness yes it is and i understand that there's like responsibility within it like you don't get to like threaten a woman online because i hey i was off my meds and i'm supposed to just be like well hey shit happens i'm not saying that but what i am saying is there's a danger to me in yay doing this shit talking about being anti-med basically and the mental health of other black people who hear us demonize stigmatize mental health in general or even worse maybe they're gonna get inspired or triggered by this idea of being off of their meds and shit you know that's some serious shit and that's dangerous to me yes it is because there are people that feel like that shit is a superpower like i got off my meds i was creating shit i was doing this but if you talk if you talk to bipolar people and if you talk to people that are manic depressive they will tell you as high as the high is that's how low the low is so this high of i made this album that's got fucking you know all this shit and black people suffer from these things as well like it's not just some white people shit Mm -mm. now he even says in this interview that he has privilege to be able to be surrounded by all this money and art to be like i can have these mental health issues and call it my superpower and shit and he's got a safety net of money and shit that a lot of niggas can barely even afford their meds some people have to taper off their meds because they can't afford it in bush's america uh, uh trump's america you know even with obamacare and all that shit like that like these fucking pharmacy companies are fucking wild with this shit so i don't know i think there's a concern there that is more about admonishing kanye's coonery than it is about the idea of a person telling you i'm not managing my mental health and my mental illness anymore and us going well uh mental health that's just some bullshit to child be careful with that because i've seen people go off because we and i and i have empathy for us because i know we are going off because we're hurt 
like this shit hurts when you're like really nigga mr racism still alive they just be concealing it mr uh you know when he get on to give your ass for a white girl and he literally got on and left his, her ass for a white girl like literally like you dude really but but beyond the hurt like take a step back and and be careful that what you're saying about just does because the stray bullets are gonna catch people that you don't think you catching like you're ranting but there's also people listening to this shit like yo i struggle with this yeah you know you might not know it my biggest fear is this like one of the headlines i saw today was like kanye says mental illness caused him to say slavery was a choice for blacks so people of course went in on that rightfully like what the fuck no mental illness does not make you say some stupid shit like that that's not about mental illness okay cool maybe it doesn't i i feel you did you read the article because the article doesn't say that the headline says that that's not what the quote from the interview was the quote from the interview is um um i'm so blessed and so privileged because think about people that i have mental issues that are not kanye that have mental issues that are not kanye west that can't go and make that album and make you feel like it's all good now keep in mind this is his thinking is his album so good it's selling well whatever that somehow hey i got mental health issues but it's cool because i made this good this dope album to which i don't think people agree with that and also people are so turned off by his comments they're not listening to the album anyway i mean a lot of people obviously a lot of people are listening because they trained it uh thinking about someone who does exactly what i did at tmz and they just do that at work at a, on tuesday morning they come in they just lost their job and they can't go back and do that that's why god put me on that put on me at 40 i've never been diagnosed and i was like 39 years old it's not a disability it's a superpower so at no point in that did he say that's why slave mental illness made me say slavery was a choice um he also said we just sat there really honed in on the words also we now we know now it's all headlines every bar can be used i took a bar off the album i was just it was just too sensitive about that topic and stuff so what he was saying was because of his mania and shit he went to tmz to tell the world that shit that's the mental illness made me do blah 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 nigga i believe that part that mania might make you feel like i can go convince the fucking world that my shit is free thinking and y'all just need to be put up on this and but like i said you would have to talk to people that have been manic you'd have to talk to people like some of these stories uh listen to this podcast mental illness happy hour um i got put on to a lot of this because i listened to keith and the girl and they would bring on people that dealt with this before i knew anything about any mental health conditions and they would bring on people that would be like well so what was it like when you had a manic episode and they had people like one dude was talking about trying to steal a hotel room thinking he was a spy and like he was on his meds now and he's a comedian he was open to talk about it and he was like being it was funny quote unquote but nigga it wasn't it was dangerous you know like i fought the cops i did this but i don't think people can see past their anger right now to be like oh so this is kind of what mania looks like on a big stage and how people respond to it but it ain't just people like kanye that's surrounded by shit we are the same people that be like when a police gets called on a, a black person having a mental health episode why do they just shoot them you know what i'm saying like we the same people that that feel like 
we don't have the nuance and we don't give the credit and the space to the idea of empathy towards people that's experiencing something and it's easy to advocate for a dude like this because he got everything he got money he got all that shit but and it's so and it's also easy to dismiss him because of that but i mean just be careful the strays you throwing because us a lot of motherfuckers that are struggling with this kind of shit and we're just sitting here being like well then if that's your issue i don't, don't want to hear that shit you know so be careful man that's yeah. all i gotta say and a lot of people talking and truth be told they really might actually need help too and they might be mentally off and they just don't know it or don't recognize the signs or the symptoms of it yeah so i don't know man i hope i really do think about that dude's mental health and his safety because that that that's some wild shit uh let me go to the next session real quick and we'll wrap up because uh, we're gonna get cut off give me a second guys um but yeah you know i think it's just easy to especially those that don't of us that don't really deal with it and maybe even some of us that do that feel like it's my worst nightmare to be out of control like that so i'm gonna um basically you know speak out harshly against it the most but you know there's there has to be at least some level of nuance to the discussion because in that group think to join in and like admonish him there's a lot of humanity being lost in the whole thing but um anyway um what else happened um, oh yeah and while you're talking about um, yeah mental illness and things like that like i know for me growing up and particularly with my mama uh being uh, mentally ill i know for me it was a struggle for me just a fear and just being frightened that i'm going to grow up quote unquote i'm just saying right. come from a child's perspective so when i say this this is from a ch- going, going to be crazy like my mama you know because a lot of my family would just consider her crazy and just dismiss her and everything that she does and, she, and stuff like that and so that was my you know biggest fear so you don't never know who has family members or their mom and their dad and their fear is this thing and you know they they don't, they don't want things to be triggered quote unquote within them to cause them to uh go down different paths and the thing is when it comes to mental health and mental illness uh more people actually more black people in particular should probably are uh, diagnosed on the spectrum of these things would be diagnosed yeah would be diagnosed yeah. or, or on the spectrum of these things if a lot of them would go to the doctor or had insurance for the doctor or could afford or the their medication right or didn't have two jobs or right. you know what i'm saying or didn't have a stigma in our community or weren't told to pray it away or you know what or you know like i said I, i'm not trying to admonish our community because i love us but right i just think people should be thoughtful about the critiques just have a a second of do you really mean this does this apply to every situation um how are you parsing these things because a lot of this shit is coming across like um like motherfuckers are putting him up uh to be burned in effigy because we're so upset which is fine you don't have to like this motherfucker i know like but part of it is our own self-examination at the hurt that we have that we don't want to do correct like why are you so hurt you know why does it hurt so much and i said you know i brought this up on my facebook i was like yo it's a betrayal in his in his in his stuff that is different than the other people right they teach they used to fucking show herman cain in the fucking black history class i'm not herman cain fucking um ben carson in the black history class but there's but there was no betrayal and we don't we only knew him from his accomplishment they got 
taught a black history class this is something different you know so i understand the hurt man and i don't want to belittle the hurt but you know and then also you know uh the fact that this shit is the numbers one through seven on the charts ain't no such thing as a boycott anymore like boycott has become a word that has become ultimately meaningless because boycotts uh, require organization unity leadership and a conditional uh terms like i'm not saying nobody's ever pulled off a successful boycott in the last however many years but since the advent of social media the word boycott is used way more than the action of boycotting correct people say stuff like i'm boycotting the nfl no nigga you just not watching yeah that's that's completely different i'm boycotting this album no you're not listening to this album that's not it's not the same as what a like you know a boycott where you're going hey um we're no longer gonna have um uh kanye on spotify so what we're gonna do everybody's gonna cancel their spotify subscription until they take kanye off and we'll be able to calculate the money and um and that was what a boycott used to be and you have to stand firm on it nobody has spotify eventually spotify goes whoa we lost too much money it's not worth it just take him off and then once they take him off this is the part of boycott people don't talk about anymore in social media age you gotta go back it requires action patronage because if there's no if there's only consequence then you're not really boycotting then i just lost a customer that's it like oh they, these niggas don't go shop at woolworths no more but i, I um i was reading this this uh god why can't i remember the name of the book anyway i'm reading a book where they brought that up and the activists that it was a black woman activist and they boycotted these these uh these places in dc and she was like yeah but if we don't go back then it wasn't a boycott i can't call it a successful boycott so she had to first she went to the neighborhood basically saying don't go here black people we're not going here so then they they had they set the conditions the company relented they they said we'll do what you guys want please come back and then she had to go around the neighborhood the second time and be like hey we're going back guys so now if you were going to if you used to go to uh safe mart across the street now you go back this to uh to woolworths okay we have to have a it has to be a financial organization but black unity especially is such a myth at this point yes it is um that i think people use the word boycott and it just holds no meaning anymore um because it just holds no the work behind it is not normally there and it makes us feel powerful on social media to declare something like that but it ain't real so um yeah so when i saw people talking about they were gonna boycott his album i mean you say that but then the shit's trending and the shit's top seven like it that like that's not it you know and and like i said i understand being mad and wanting to make a statement but yeah boycott was a completely over exaggerated if if you look at these numbers um all right so i think that's all i gotta say about that nigga um let's uh shit we've talked for a while already (laughs) let's uh go ahead do sore ratchetness and get out of here we'll we'll do more fun and games tomorrow okay Um, i know this wasn't a very fun show but it was very honest open show we had uh some time off so um sore ratchetness time
uh, <laughs> you know, I just also thought about when we were at the Navy Chef. Okay. I also knew it was hood because uh, a fucking wet floor sign was just in the middle of the damn floor. Nothing was even wet over there. It was just sitting over there. Like, I don't know, the roof leak in that area. I don't know. It was just like, it's always wet over here, nigga. Don't come. Don't, don't stay away from over here yeah it's like uh, i love that place i want to go back uh <laughs> jefferson city man arrested uh for threatening people with ninja sword what a jefferson city man has been charged with threatening several people wednesday while brandishing a ninja style sword christopher wright 34 is charged with unlawful use of a weapon and a resistant arrest wright was engaged in a prolonged loud verbal argument with several people in the 1000 block of madison street according to jefferson city police department probable call statement during the argument Wright allegedly unsheathed the sword and began to walk towards several in- individuals, swinging the sword in ninja style moves. Ninja style. When officers arrived, they gave what numerous. What say? Right. <laughs> he flashed up out of there. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> he was calling out. Uh, he was like disappearing in the shadows and shit. Uh, when officers arrived, they gave numerous commands to Wright for him to drop the sword, but he failed to do so. He eventually was tasered and taken into custody. One order's race was. Court records show Wright has a long history of violent behavior, including arrest for assault, resisting arrest, or armed criminal action, and first degree robbery. I'm going white. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said, tomorrow's show will be more funnier and stuff. We'll get into some of these silly stories. Um, but, uh, I just want to say on behalf of the black community, uh, it feels good that we all forgave Roseanne. All right, we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Until then, <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Yeah.